Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Today, if you would allow God to do a, a major shift in you, you'll never ever be broke again. You will not be depressed again. You will never ever say to yourself, I don't know what to do. You will never again say, I don't know how I can get there. If you will let God do a shift in you, he's going to teach you how the world works. He's going to teach you how your body functions, how your mind functions. And he's also going to teach you how the word of God functions. You will never, ever be broke ever again. You will never, ever look at a bill and say, I can't pay it. You'll never, ever look at a situation and say, it's too big for me. You'll never be able to say the dream that I have, I haven't got the ability to fulfill it. I'm preaching, real, I'm preaching to myself at the moment. All of my life, I could not understand how to be successful. Tried everything. The world is out. How does it work? How does money work? How does a healthy mind work? How is it that two people read the same Bible, one says, I don't get it, it doesn't work for me, and another one prospers. How does that work? See, what it is, what we want to do today, and I want to lay a foundation, and it's going to be methodical. Today, I want to teach. Everybody say, pray for Ted. I'm a preacher. I love getting excited. But I realize something. If you don't get excited on a good foundation, your excitement only lasts as long as your enthusiasm does. But when you get excited over a foundation, it's the foundation that keeps you enthused, not you enthusing the foundation. You good? That is why when you come into church and if there is no foundation, if there's no revelation, you feel good. But the further you drive away from the meeting and you go to your house, the everything... Now, we're going to talk about kingdom seed, and it's a mystery. The reason it is a mystery is because when Adam fell, he became secular, not spiritual. One understands something about mystery is this. You are spiritual. When Adam fell, he introduced the natural. So God didn't introduce the natural and then gave us spiritual. We were born spiritual. So there is a spirit dimension that doesn't follow the natural. And God put a divine order on how things work. Spirit first, natural second. So the natural cannot understand the spiritual, but the spiritual understands the natural. 
So the natural is always subservient to the spiritual. So it is not the, the natural is a byproduct or a fruit of the spiritual. Sin is a spiritual force that implicates where we are in the natural. So when we talk about some of the problems, listen to me very carefully. You good? Poverty is a spiritual thing. You not paying your bills is a spiritual thing. You having depression when you don't know what to do is a spiritual thing. You cannot change the natural by the natural. Remember this. We talked about this before. The problem is never solved on the dimension that it was created. So the negative cannot make a positive. And God says to us is this. Kingdom mysteries, it all starts with a seed. So today you're going to learn how it works. You're going to learn why it works. You're going to learn how you can do it. So I just wanted to show you this. In Genesis 8.22, to be you a prelude, what we have is that God decides to reset the world. It's called the flood, the great flood, or Noah's ark. So God says, I want to reset it. And so what he does, he takes a remnant. He takes the animals and he takes Adam and his family. And once the ark has gone, the floods have died, God speaks to Adam, but he only, he's also talking to you. I want you to make this thing clearly. When you read the Bible, the reason it's written is because God is talking to you. If God didn't want you to hear this, he wouldn't have written it. So if I have a personal conversation with Pastor Silve that I don't want anybody to know, it's never going to be recorded. But if I have a conversation with Silve and I want everybody to know, I post it. You, you good? So the, the, clear is, the decision is this when we come to the Word. Is because it is written, it's written for me. If God didn't want me to know about it, he wouldn't have written it. So that means every word of God is yours. It belongs to you. You are the, the owner of the word. Now I'm talking to you as believers, those that have given their life to God. When you give your life over to God, God gives you a heritage, he gives you an amazing thing. He says, now, Ted, this word is now yours. You are a co-heir of everything that is written. So therefore, the first thing we need to lift ourselves up is that this word belongs to me. And listen to what he says here. This is God talking to you. As long as the earth exists, there will always be seasons of planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. I want you to notice, I mean, there's two seasons. There's planting and harvest, two seasons. Cold and heat, two seasons. Winter, summer and winter, two seasons, night and day. God says, as long as the earth exists, this is how it 
works. Now listen, I'll just give you a couple of other scriptures. This is in the voice translation, which is a, a, a Hebrew translation. It says this, as long as the earth endures, nothing will put a stop to planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, night and day. The Amplified Version says this, while the earth remains, seed time, and the word there is zera, means seed, which is the Greek translation of it, and harvest. Cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. The Bible says this, there will be planting and harvesting. There's going to be seed and a harvest, seed and a harvest, seed and a harvest. God says, this is how it works. Now watch this. In, the, in, in Genesis 1.14, God makes it like this. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let there be signs in seasons and for days and years. So right now you're living in a season but if you don't know what to do with the season, it doesn't benefit you. The Bible says there's always going to be seasons. But we're not talking seasons outside of the kingdom. In the West, we have four seasons. Well, what God says there's only going to be two. And we've got to learn this, that in every season, there is production. There is no season of lack when God created this. Now, you get you good, and God says everything's going to work with seed and harvest, seed and harvest. Now, everything starts with the seed. Now, I want you to note this very carefully. God spoke about seed before the fall of man. This is not an introduction to now man has fallen. What am I going to do? God says this: I created the world. And it's based on my system, not anybody else's. I want you to get this really clearly, is that God created a system and we've been invited into the system. He didn't say, try to work it out. Try to work it out. God put a system in place. Now, he talks about signs and seasons. A sign. In the Greek, oh, sorry, the Hebrew word is ot. A mark. An indication is you also for the, it's also used for the Hebrew word letter, a word. So it's a sign, it's a mark, and it's an indication of something that is productive, something that's going to be working. And then it says seasons is moed, which means eternity that refers to any fixed time of year of which will be marked by eternity, meaning forever. So what it's God saying here is it's, the Bible says, I give you a sign, I give you a word, I give you a letter, and this letter, now understand because you're really smart. Um, you are really smart. Okay, put your, put, your hand, put your hand on your head, come on, and go, I declare myself smart. The Hebrew language it's pictorial, it's sound, and it's also numeric. So every time you get a Hebrew letter, it is a picture. 
it's a saying, it's more than just one letter. So God says everything is going to start with a letter. It's a mark and indication season. It means this. It means eternity. It means forever. And it refers to any fixed time of year which will be marked by eternity forever. I want you to notice these seasons. We, we, we preached on this, and you can look it up in our archives, is that Isaac sowed out of the season where the climate was, but he reaped um, a, a harvest as though the climate was right. So what it's telling you here is that the Word of God determines the season, not the environment, not the economics, not covid See, God says, I want you to be run by, I want you to be governed by my seasons, which is marked for eternity. It's, it's a, it refers to any fixed time of the year. And now watch this. And he talks about the word summer is kates. It means to pick fruit. So the Bible says there's a season to pick fruit. And the, you know, in the middle, in the east, and the Middle East is that that is the time that pomegranates are, are, you know, are, are ready to be picked, figs are ready to be picked, grapes are ready to be picked. It is the time where you come and eat on what has been produced to you. I want you to notice he's saying that you're not producing it, but I have given it to you and it's going to sustain you. So that means you get to live off somebody else's labor. That means it is the seed that works for you, not you for the seed. Now, and, then, and winter, a winter is horef. It means harvest. It's when you harvest wheat and barley. I want you to notice this. The Bible tells us there are two seasons. And in every season, there is no lack. So if you're living in a season where there is lack, you're not in the kingdom process. So if somebody tells you, oh, well, we're just, it's just a season you're going through, they're wrong. Everybody goes through a season of being broke. They're wrong. Because the word of God here, when he's talking about how God, this is before the fall, he says, every season I create produces. You good? Now, come on, you've got to tell me you're really good. Because I'm really good. Now listen, to, look, at, look at this. In Genesis 1, verses 11 to 13, in the message translation, it says, And God spoke, Earth green up, grow all varieties of seed-bearing plants, every sort of fruit-bearing tree. And it was, as it was, Earth produced green seed-bearing plants all varieties, and all fruit-bearing trees of all sorts. And God saw that it was good. And it was evening, and it was the morning of day three. I want you to notice something. That everything that God gives has a seed that reproduces itself so you never, ever run out. God never made an infinite seed. Today we have genetically modified seed that you can only plant it once and you cannot replant it. You have to go back to the supply to get it. 
that process of genetically transforming and altering a seed is not in the kingdom. Because God says this, he says this to Adam. Adam, I give you I'm going to create trees. And in every tree, there is a seed. And therefore, it means this. God says, whatever I give, whatever I create is going to be perpetual. It's going to be for eternity. What does that mean to you? That when God gives you something to eat, but he also gives you in the same time the seed so you can keep eating forever and ever and ever. Just think about this. How many of you know when you go into a restaurant, now this is going to be really deep, so I want you to go... I have not found a restaurant meal that I've paid for that keeps repeating itself unless I pay for it. Yeah, I, amen. Somebody's just got it. Think about this. You, you, Sue and I are going to go out for lunch today. I know that whatever we're going to eat, I'm going to have to buy again. But God says this, whatever I give you has a seed in it and the seed will produce. Now, because you're really smart, God, when you start thinking about seed, we'll deal with this later, but to put you in a primary reference, every seed doesn't produce just one plant. It can produce hundreds. Uh, I, I realize this, Silva is into sowing and reaping garden. I, I eat it, she does the thing, right? We have, I love lettuce. And... We plant one lettuce and let it go to seed. Now we've got hundreds of plants without doing anything. That's good. Hey, I, get free. I just bought one seed and I can have 100 plants and I can keep eating lettuce all year round. So what God has given you hasn't got a use-by date. So God says this, I give you Every sort of fruit-bearing tree, seed-bearing plants. Wow, look at this. Now watch this. I love this. Although seeds look after themselves, God designed them to grow and cultivate better with a gardener. Huh. Silva's got a great message, we're not birds. I wish I could preach it, but I'm just going to leave it there. It's brilliant. Now, I want you to notice this. So God creates seeds, and he says they have, you know, they have, they're within them. But God never meant the seed to operate without Adam and Eve. So God says this, I've given you everything, but you're going to have to get involved with it. You good? Say amen. amen. Smile at me. So God, isn't this interesting? God creates this seed, but he says, but then, he says, but Adam, you are to cultivate it. So therefore it means is when the seed is left to itself, it's still going to produce. But when it's put next to Adam, it multiplies. While the seed is not 
planted, it doesn't produce. So if you have seed in the storehouse, you can have poverty in the house. So God says this, God designed them to grow and cultivate better with a gardener. So God says this, every seed needs a gardener. I have got a new job description for Faith Life Church. Welcome to the gardening show. You are the gardener. So watch this now, watch this. You good? I'm sorry, I said this. Listen to Genesis 1, 28 to 31 in the voice translation. And God blessed them and gave them this directive. Now watch this. What were we talking about before? This wasn't talking to Adam and Eve. When you understand seed, listen to me. I'll just go a little bit deeper here so you know what I'm talking about. So God blessed them and gave them this directive. Where were you? You are a seed and you were in Abraham and also you were in Adam. And when God spoke to Adam and Eve, you were in their loins. You were in the seed. And when God spoke to Adam, he was speaking to Adam the seed and all the seeds that were in him. Religion tells you, well, that's for Adam, not you. But God says, that is why, listen, I I can prove this to you. When Adam sinned, you sinned. Come on. I I never ate of the tree. I was, I, I didn't pick it. But because the seed was in Adam, whatever Adam did influenced every seed. So when Adam fell, we all fell. Okay, that's the negative side of it. But the positive side of it is this. And God blessed you and gave you this directive. Uh, We need to just stop and think about this. Because if you go out of this this meeting and you still think to save, um, I hope I haven't failed. Because God's saying this to you. He says, and God blessed them. Do you realize when God said bless them, he says, everything in you is now blessed. Your body is blessed. Your mind is blessed. Your heart is blessed. Every cell in your body is blessed. And God blessed them. And I want you to understand this. So it's the blessed man and woman that interacts with the blessed seed. It is not an inferior man dealing with a super max seed. God said, both come from me. Be fruitful and multiply. Populate the earth. Now, can I just say this? Um, because most of us here are adults. If you're not an adult, and I say this, you need to go to your mom and dad or an adult to explain this. This is not talking about sex and reproduction. If that's all it was, then every, the earth is doing well, correct? Come on, everybody go, hey, we're fulfilling God. He's saying this, be fruitful and multiply. Populate the earth. What were we supposed to populate the earth with? With blessing. 
We were not supposed to populate it with kids. Kids have to, we'll, we'll deal with this in a session. But just because I had Christine, Jesse, and Stephanie doesn't mean that I did it right. It means that my body functions in sexually I'm correct. That's all it means. But God blessed them and told them to be fruitful. Now listen to me carefully. It means fruitful in every area of life. If you want to do a deeper study on this, go to Deuteronomy 28. He said, blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Blessed shall be your crops. Blessed shall be your children. You will be blessed and you will become a blessing. Correct? See, Deuteronomy 28 deals with the whole emotions of man. And then he says this, populate the earth. Make, I make you trustees of my estate. In Psalm 50, it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything that's in it. So I want you to notice something here. God is saying this, I own everything. Every intellectual property, every patent, every design, everything that the earth produces belongs to me. And because it belongs to me, it now also belongs to you. Excuse me. <laughs> See, what we've got to do is stop. If we don't get this, everything, nothing changes. I make you a trustee of my estate. So care for my creation and rule over the fish of the sea. Now, we won't go there, but we'll try to get it to this year. When the Bible talks about fish of the sea, it's talking about economics. So in the Bible, when you see fish and the sea, it's talking about economy. Peter, John, went out fishing. Why? It was to produce economy, correct? The fish of the sea. When the fish died in the river Nile, it affected the economy of Egypt. So God says this, over, my, over all the wealth, over everything, the birds of the sky, every creature that roams across the earth. God speaks to humanity, says this. This is God talking to you now. God to humanity. I want you to take that word humanity out in your notes and put your name there. God speaks to John. God speaks to Mary. Look, open your eyes of revelation I have given you every seed-bearing plant that grows on the earth and every fruit-bearing tree. Now, they will be your food and your nourishment. Remember, watch this, fruit-bearing trees, two seasons. All the plants that grow on the earth, they get planted and every fruit-bearing tree that God plants for you. So here it is again. Verse 30, also for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and over every small creeping creature, everything that breathes the breath of life, I have given them every green plant for food, and it happened just as God has said. So when God created Adam, 
He gave him everything that works. And he says, I now want you to partner with this. I have given you food so that I can sustain you. But with the food comes the reproduction of it. So therefore it means if I give you $10, you can never lose the $10. That is why that there is no lack in the kingdom because everything that God gives is self-producing. That means your joy is self-producing. Your clear mind is self-producing. The joy of your salvation is producing. Now, so it's this. Now, have a look at this. In the Hebrew language, the word seed is zara. Doesn't just describe a part of a plant. A seed zara is anything that produces new life. A seed zara also refers to the human offspring or descendants. So therefore it means when God said you are the seed of Abraham, that means how I blessed him is a seed. So everything works by a seed. You know the word seed is also where we get the word covenant from. This is a new covenant written in my blood. So what we have here, now I want you to do this. A seed is anything that produces new life. See, once you understand seed, you know how to reproduce life. And God made the world to work in seed and harvest time. So that means that you and I are to be eating and planting, eating and planting, eating and planting, harvesting, harvesting, eating, planting, eating. So God has made it that you will never ever be broke again. You will never ever be hungry again because what God has created has no use by date. Let, let me just show you this. The reason you, the Bible says you're the seed of Abraham. God's seed have no use by that. Therefore, that means that you don't have any use by day. That means that there's no part of your life where you stop being productive. That means you don't, end, you don't go, I'm the end of my life, I'm now going to die. That means you become productive to the very day that God takes you. One of my heroes named Smith Wigglesworth, he was in his 80s, prayed for a woman, the woman got healed, and then he died. <laughs> he died on the pulpit doing what he was supposed to do. I'm not saying that's going to happen to me, all right? Just to let you know. Now, listen, listen to Genesis 4.26. Understanding seed. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another seed, offspring, instead of Abel, for, for Cain killed him. It's interesting, right? He didn't say, I've given you another baby. He says, I've given you another seed. So children are seeds. Mom and dads, do you realize that your children are seeds? They're not there to make you happy, but they do. They're not there so you can get extra tax benefits, but they are there. 
But see, when you understand this, you look at children differently. I look at my daughters and my, and my, my two daughters and my son differently. Because they're not just my daughters, they're God's seed. And God says, I want you to make sure that they're fruitful and they'll multiply. So that's why we educate them. Come on, parents. Why do we send them to school? So that we can communicate better with them? No. Go to school and they still can't communicate. But you see what's this, right? And so God says, an offspring, I've given you another seed. Listen to this. Next week, this is what we're going to learn. The kingdom of God contains many secrets. And then Jesus says, I want you to understand. That this, this is just my introduction. So as a church, what are we going to reap? In, in, our, in our culture, we have four seasons. We've just started one season now, from today onward, three months. Here's the thing is, what are you and I going to achieve and what are we going to eat and produce in the next three months? What are you going to eat financially and produce financially in the next three months? Now, I just want you to show you this. We're going to go a little bit deeper in that. See, that's why when God talks about tithes and offerings, he says this, is that your tithe is the seed. And when you do the offering, it keeps producing. So finances are a seed. Everything about you, you plant. Sylva and I planted one car into a couple in our church. They were desperate. And we got three cars out of one car. I planted a meal. I remember one time when God says, you've got to start planting. Um, what's his name? Silva and I walked into a restaurant, and there was a couple in our church. They were from overseas, um, just got married, trying to get a degree and then go back home. And, and I went in there, and God says, I want you to pay for their meal. And so I just went up to the, uh, I knew the owner of the restaurant, and I said, look, what did they order? I says, I want to pay for it. If they order anything else, I'll come back in and I'll pay for it. Ever since I've done that, I've had more people take me out than before that day. <laughs> when people, people go, oh, well, what's that all about? God says, but this is how the kingdom of God works. The day that I started encouraging people, I got more encouragement. The day I stopped being a taker in our marriage, I got more out of my marriage. The day that I stopped trying to receive from my children and I wanted to give them, they became more of a blessing to me. You good? The day I realized that worship was not how I feel, it's about giving glory to God, I got more out of worship. The day I realized that I'm here to serve others and not others serve me, more people started serving me. See, we've, we've, we've got it all the we've, The kingdom, outside of the kingdom, we've reversed it. It's what about me? And God says this, is that everything that I give you, you can eat it, but you need to reproduce it. That's why the Bible says, don't eat your seed. 
I learned this in Papua New Guinea in a place that we had to call Mount Disappointment because it took eight hours of climbing through heat and all of that. And this lady came in and we were sitting in a hut and she brought us up, what's his name? Uh, watermelon. And so we cut the watermelon up when eating it and she squatted down and was waiting, waiting patiently. And so I said to my interpreter, what is she doing? Oh, and she went and talked to her. She goes, I'm here to pick up the seeds. And it dawned on me. God had to take me on a 12-hour hike through mosquito-infested, snake-infested, 40-degree heat, 100% humidity, to sit in a hut where this little old lady gives me the principle of the kingdom. He goes, eat my produce. But because you've eaten it, you've just given me a hundred more seeds. And I'm going to take these a hundred more seeds. Instead of just feeding ten of you, I can feed my village. You good? And the Bible says it's a mystery. Do you know why it's a mystery? Because the world system works totally opposite. This is, what you, this is what you're going to learn next week. I'm just going to drop it, and then I'm going to just pray for you, okay? Outside of the kingdom, I remember there's a song that I liked. I, don't, I still like it. It's a good melody. It says this. It's a love song, right? It says, if a picture paints a thousand words, why can't I paint you? Isn't that nice? Come on, it's nice. Husband, sing it to your wives. It will help. Maybe if you can't sing, get, get, yeah, find it on CD, YouTube, right? But then God said to me, he says, that doesn't work in the kingdom. Outside of the kingdom, it's a picture that paints a thousand words. In the kingdom, it's a one word that paints a thousand pictures. Just don't, let me just think of that. If that means this, one word from God can give you a thousand realities. Come on. See, we see a picture and we try to find a thousand words for it. God says that doesn't work the opposite. I give you one word and out of that one word you can have a thousand realities. Out of one seed there are a thousand realities in your life. And, whereas, and the Bible says the word is seed. Oh, okay, I'm, I am, I am, I'm, I've started on my new message. But I want you to be prepared next week. I want you to, life group leaders, this is what we need to be teaching next time you come together. This is what I need you to be writing, thinking down. Get over this. Get as many people in our church into this because this is how God is going to multiply us. This is how God's going to multiply our finance. The Bible says this, I have a seed, and then God says, I need a gardener. And what was happening with us today is that God says, when you recognize what the seed does, and you recognize what the gardener does, you put it together, you get multiplication. When I realize I'm the gardener, and God gives me the seed, so therefore... I am never, ever going to be broke again because I have a seed. I've got one dollar in my 
in my head that all I've got is a dollar. That's really good. I'll finish on this. I'm just getting excited. I want people go, are you sure, Ted? I want you to watch this. There, there's a temple, and people are giving money. And, and the Bible says that these people bought bags of money, and they're going, Lord, look what I'm giving to God. Look what I'm giving to God. And this poor widow comes up, and she she's, doesn't want anybody to see her. She's trying to be inconspicuous. And she's only got like five cents. It's the smallest amount, two denarii. It, it, it was the smallest um, um, amount of money that you could have. And she's going to give it. When I first read that, my first reaction is, Jesus, you need, to do, you need to stop her. You don't need that money, God. That's all she has. In my mind, if I was Jesus, do you know what I would do? I would run up and go, no, mama, come, mama, come on. Come on, let's go have some yum chum, mama, come on. Come on, let's, I'll take you out to a buffet. By the way, we'll, we'll stop into it, get you all dressed up. Come on, hey, and by the way, you need to get another property. You know, I would have done all that. But Jesus just says, I want you to watch. And I'm going, God, this irks me. I'm going, God, not fair. And God says, and this is when God started to speak to me, he says, Ted, the reason you're saying it's not fair is because you don't understand kingdom. She has a seed. But as long as she's got the seed, if she eats it, she's filled. But tomorrow she starts again in the same condition. But Jesus said, give it, let her give it to her. Because that is the seed. And when she's given the seed, I'll give the increase. So, so when people go, I've got nothing to give. No, 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 listen to me carefully. You might not have any money, but you can still give. You can encourage. Look at, look at the people here. Find somebody to encourage. If you don't want to eat lunch alone, invite somebody. If you don't want to do lunch alone, in, invite yourself. They go, I saw you in church. <laughs> I'm just being obedient. Pastor said, feed me. Okay, we better stop here. You good? This is how the kingdom of God works. And when you know how it works, you get the benefit of it. That is why all the way through Scripture, it talks about giving. It's interesting. It's not about money. It's about giving. And uh, I love this phrase. When you have a seed, you will never, ever be broke again. You're going to learn a lot more next week. It's going to be on another level. But one word paints a thousand pictures. One dollar can be produced into souls being saved. And what you're going to learn next week as well is when you understand the purpose of your fruit, the fruit starts to multiply in amazing events, levels. You good? So from today onward, you need to say to yourself, I know how the universe works. I know how the kingdom works. And I'm, and I'm going to step in to God 
and I am going to be a gardener of God's seed. Now, listen to me carefully. That means that when you accept yourself as a gardener, the seeds will come to you. So the seed is attracted to the gardener because the seed knows its purpose. And the seed always comes to the person that has a purpose because the seed knows I need to be productive. So every seed is drawn to a gardener because the gardener knows how to plant it, how to look after it, and the gardener knows how to perpetuate it. So if you don't see yourself as a gardener, the seed will not come to you. The reason being is this, and you're going to learn that again next week. I'm just dropping this to you so that you'll come back. Is when you don't understand it's a seed, you are walk over your seed. You don't know what to do with a seed. Seed is all around you. But if you don't recognize it as seed, you walk over it or you eat it. Stand up with me. You good? You're very good. Come on. Come on, you are very, very good. Come give God a hand. Come on. Why don't, you just, why don't we just lift up our hands together? Father, I just now release your anointing. Father, I release your anointing right now for change. Father, right now, I just release the anointing to sow and reap. Father, this is our new season. Father, our new season for Faith Life Church starts today. Father, in three months, our numerical numbers are not going to be the same. Our financial numbers are not going to be the same. The wealth of the family will not be the same. The spirit level of our family will not be the same. Father, within three months of sowing and reaping, eating and giving, Father, we declare that no one in our church will ever be broke again. Father, I declare that within three months, there will not be one person in lack ever again. Father, I declare that our spirit, soul, and body will function on a brand new level. Father, I declare new inventions in our church. I declare new businesses in our church. I declare new opportunities in our church. Father, I declare new wealth in our church. I declare new musicians in our church. I declare new youth in our church, new children in our church, new congregation in our church, a new building in our church. Father, this is our season. I will never ever be broke again. I will never ever lack again. Because I know how 
the kingdom works. God, I came in as the consumer, Papa, but I'm coming out the gardener. From now on, I will see myself as a gardener working with God in multiplying everything that God has given this world. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, God bless you. We'll catch you next week.